This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely. Positively. FedEx. Airbnb. I just got invited to the first wedding of the summer. Yeah. Happens to be a gay wedding. Nice. Very excited to attend. And the first thing that you did, Jack? Book a hotel for the wedding. Okay. Second thing that you did? List my place as available that weekend on Airbnb. Millions of people host on Airbnb, but millions more have never even thought about hosting. Here's the thing. We've said it's great to make money while you sleep. Actually, Warren Buffett said that. Well, when you're an Airbnb host, you make money while you sleep and... While someone else sleeps. That's why anytime I'm traveling, I immediately jump into Airbnb and set my house as available. It's that easy. So Yetis, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by Audible, the home of storytelling. Protect her. That's from the opening chapter of The Last Thing He Told Me. Or is it protect her. It's Protector. Yeah, it's like that. It's a thrilling mystery my wife and I listened to on Audible. It actually got adapted into a TV show, but it was way more riveting as an audiobook, wasn't it, man? It's about a tech executive who disappears when his company gets indicted on accounting fraud. But he disappeared to protect her. And honestly, we shouldn't say anymore. Let's stop we that. We listen to the whole audiobook on Audible while driving in the car on road trips. And you should too. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. That's audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. This is Jack. This is Nick. It's Thursday, the new Friday, January 25th. And today's pod is the best one yet. You're supposed to say it's a T-boy <laughs> It's a T-boy. <laughs> it is the top three pop business news stories you got to know today. We got them for you. Happy National Opposite Day, besties. What a wonderful mix of stories. Is this supposed to be a horrible mix of stories? I think Jack? I almost broke the podcast by starting with This is Jack. <laughs> it's not the best one yet. It's the worst one yet. But Jack, three stories for today's show. What do we got for Opposite Day? For our first story, Amazon Prime Video is reportedly dropping $100 million to sign Mr. Beast. The biggest YouTube creator in history just got the biggest media deal of the year. For our second story, Puma's sneaker stock fell 10% because Argentina devalued their currency. So Jack and I are going to explain hyperinflation with a pair of Puma cleats. And our third and final story is Apple. Apple's iCar just got delayed again. Don't call it the iCar anymore. Call it the Y car. As in, why are you even making this car anymore? <laughs> you know, make a golf cart. Apple, make a golf cart. Let's just start with that. Set the bar low. Yeah, baby steps. But besties, before we hit that wonderful mix of stories. Fantastic mix of stories. Love what we whipped up today, Jack. Nick and I have experienced a lot of shortages the last few years. Shortage of eggs. We had a shortage of oil, a shortage of sriracha. But there's one thing we have way too much of right now. And what is that, Jack? Snow. Snow. That is, we are not out of snow. What do we got, Jack? Get this. On January 17th, last week, the United States was more covered in snow than at any time in recorded history. Okay, no joke. The National Weather Service counted the snowflakes and it was a record over the last week. A record 58.9% of the lower 48 states was covered in snow 
on January 17th. Ipso facto, nearly two out of three acres of land was covered in a little bit of snow yetis. Odds are you were sitting in snow. Last week, Alabama had snow. Last week, Arizona had snow. Nashville had seven inches of fresh pow. It was the coldest thing in Nashville since Dolly Parton took a cold plunge. We had so much snow on January 17th, you could actually ski. From Maine to Mississippi. In fact, the only two states that didn't have snow last week were Texas and Florida. The Cowboys and the Gators. Everything else was frosty. Everyone else was a literal white walker. Olaf was skiing in New Mexico. Elsa was skating in the bayou. So much snow that Reese Witherspoon turned her snow into ice cream. And then what happened to Reese Witherspoon, Jack? She got roasted on Instagram because it was dirty snow. Reese Witherspoon got canceled because she had too much <laughs> snow. She turned it into an ice cream. Besties, America hasn't seen this much snow since the Ice Age. So Yetis, go out and throw some snowballs like Buddy the Elf. Go out and skate some skates like Blades of Glory. Hansel's so not hot right now. After all, Yetis, a Yeti's natural habitat is in the snow. Enjoy the record, Snow Jack. Let's hit our three stars. 15 years before this song, two boys from the Northeast met in the dorm. They had an idea to cause a cultural storm. It's the best one yet, but the best is the norm. Jack, Nick, that's it. I don't even think they need to practice. 50%, that's a fat tip. T-Boy City on your at list. If you know, you know, cause we ready to go. We can't wait no more, so just start the show. Start the show. For our first story, we just got an update on Apple's iCar. And here it is, here it is, here it is. Apple's car is delayed again. After 10 years of no Apple car, should they just cancel this project or keep trying? Jack, before we jump into the story, can we go back in time? Take us back to 2014. We're living in the East Village. What is going on, man? That's when Apple began Project Titan. Project Titan, and what was that exactly? It's the code name at Apple for their secret project to make the first Apple car. Apple's next big thing was gonna be the iCar. Now, on this show, we've covered updates about the iCar a number of times over the years. It's been a while, Jack. It's been a while. The last time we covered the iCar progress was in 2022. Back when Apple hired a designer from Lamborghini to design their new car. Because the iCar was going to be the most advanced, futuristic, and tech-forward car ever. Yetis, the Apple iCar was going to have no steering wheel and no pedals. It was going to be self-driving innovation that Steve Jobs would have loved to drive over to yoga. Yetis in the Apple iCar... Siri was going to be riding shotgun. You'd have unlimited dongles and Jack, a cup holder for each and every AirPod. I heard when you get in the iCar, Bono from U2 would come out and start playing music for you, Jack. Hello, hello. But Yetis, it's been 10 years since all of that talk. And where are we standing right now? We're at the 10-year anniversary of the launch of Apple's car project and they have nothing to show for it. Not even a prototype. Which leads to the news. Apple's board reportedly told the company to ditch their self-driving car. It's time to just put a car out there. Any car. Or else we're going to kill this whole iCar project. Dude, where's my iCar? <laughs> <laughs> but yet he's the iCar is happening, and we got the date. The Apple iCar is coming out in... Uh, 2028. That's the new launch date, according to Bloomberg Reporting. A full 14 years after they started the project. Besties, this is not an iCar. This is more like the Y car. Because why are they even making it at this point? Like, remember, Jack and I told you this was supposed to be a futuristic, electric, self-driving, Apple tech-infused car. According to the report, though, from Bloomberg, 
it's not going to be self-driving anymore. They've abandoned that part. It's going to have advanced cruise control, but many cars have advanced cruise control these days. And the Apple car is going to be electric, but plenty of cars are electric these days. And the Apple car is going to integrate perfectly with your iPhone, but every car already does that with Apple CarPlay these days. The iCar, it feels like the rare, huge strategic miss by the world's most successful company. It's not the iCar, it's the Y car. Why are you even doing this, guys? But it'd be cool if you did it. We would probably purchase one. <laughs> so, Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies over at Apple? The greatest cost isn't time, money, or work. It's opportunity. Yetis, after 14 years and hundreds of millions of dollars and loads of attention, Apple might unveil a car by 2028. That's a lot of time, a lot of money, and a lot of work. But the way Jack and I see it, the biggest cost wasn't any of those. The biggest cost was the opportunities that Apple could have pursued instead. Imagine what Apple could have achieved if they hadn't been working on this car for the past 10 years. If Apple wasn't working on that car, they could have built a U.S. factory for their iPhones and gained manufacturing diversity away from China. Apple could have gotten ahead on AI instead of falling behind on AI. Apple could have bought DuckDuckGo and given us a search engine to rival Google. Add it all up, besties. The biggest cost isn't time, money, or work. No, the biggest cost is the missed opportunity to work on something else. The biggest cost is the opportunity cost. For our second story, you've probably read crazy headlines about what's happening in Argentina's economy right now. We'll tell you what's happening in Argentina by looking at Puma's soccer cleats. But yet is in 2022, we Americans, we were pretty furious about the high prices, weren't we, Jack? Because in July of 2022, inflation hit 9.1%. I mean, Jack, a Big Mac. Remember when a Big Mac used to cost you just five bucks? Today, they're like seven bucks. Seven dollars for two all-meat patties, special sauce, special cheese, and the sesame seed bun. And have you seen the price of those sesame seeds? But besties, you think that's bad? Get this. In Argentina, inflation is up 200%. 200% inflation right now means everything is three times more expensive than last year. No joke. On the ground in Buenos Aires, Argentina, stores are literally changing price tags every day because the prices change every single day. If you want a Big Mac, you need like a billion pesos. You need to be a peso billionaire. So Argentines were desperate for change and they elected the libertarian leader, Javier Millet, as president back in November. And Jack, what was President Javier Millet's first move over in Argentina? He devalued the local currency, the Argentine peso, by half. And Yetis, he calls that painful move shock therapy to turn around Argentina's struggling economy. So Nick and I were looking for the right way to tell the story on the pod. We actually took some time. We we're like, all right, what's the best way we can explain this crazy situation down in Argentina? And we came up with an idea. The best way to understand Argentina's economic shock is through Puma's sneakers. Because Yeti's Puma established itself in Argentina 44 years ago with offices outside Buenos Aires. I'm sorry, just outside Buenos Aires. Their goal was simple, sell soccer cleats to a soccer crazy nation. From Diego Maradona to Lionel Messi, Argentina, they'll buy some soccer stuff. Argentina has won three World Cups. Argentina does three things, Yeti's. They do soccer, they do beef, and they do watching soccer. <laughs> what Argentina does. Yeti's Puma even built a shoe factory down in Argentina. And they source 24% of their global leather demand to build shoes from Argentina. So Puma was all in on Argentina 
which helps explain how their stock dropped 10% yesterday. Yeti's Puma stock dropped 10% yesterday because they lost nearly $200 million after Argentina devalued their currency. It was basically shock therapy for Puma stock. So Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies over at Puma? Devaluations are great for one thing, but horrible for all other things. Yeah, it is because of this currency devaluation, a pair of Puma sneakers made in Argentina just became 50% cheaper overnight for everybody outside of Argentina. If an American needed 100 bucks to buy these shoes before the devaluation, you only need 50 bucks now. And that is why Argentina's president devalued their peso in order to sell more Argentine products to the rest of the world. His thought is that Argentina can climb out of this economic crisis by selling more to the rest of the world with their suddenly lower prices. But here's the problem, besties. If you're a Puma, um, everything you own in Argentina suddenly became worth 50% less. The factory they own, the shoes in that factory, the leather they have in inventory, all of Puma's investments in Argentina suddenly got halved. Oh, and if you're an average Argentine citizen, everything you own is also worth half as much too. It's brutal. If that Argentine needs to buy things from abroad, like gasoline, it's now twice as expensive for them to do so. So Yeti's a currency devaluation. It is the most brutal form of tough economic love. Because devaluations are great for one thing. Exports. But they're horrible for everything else. And we see it in Puma sneakers. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Yetis, how good is the feeling of finally getting something off your chest? You've been wanting to say it. You've been waiting to say it. But you bottled it up. In Waspy, Vermont, where I grew up, we didn't talk much about our problems. We were encouraged to keep them to yourself. Yetis, bottling up your feelings is just horrible for you because eventually it blows up with an outburst and then while it's stewing, it makes your whole stomach feel terrible. We encourage you to get it off your chest. And the perfect place to do that is therapy. You will not believe how good it feels to say something that has been left unsaid and you can practice with a therapist and then end up telling your loved ones the best way possible later on. You don't have to tell them, but you could. It's 100% up to you. Oh, and by the way, what you tell your therapist remains completely confidential. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash T-Boy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash T-Boy. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. For our third and final story, according to reports, Amazon Prime Video has offered $100 million to Mr. Beast. Signing Mr. Beast would be like signing an entire country. Yetis, we're going to start by sprinkling on some context. Here we go. Mr. Beast signing with Amazon Prime Video would be like LeBron James signing with the Dallas Cowboys. Or like Serena Williams signing with the New York Knicks. Or Jack, can we go with Wayne Gretzky signing with the Toronto Blue Jays? Sure. It'd be the biggest player switching sports. Right, because Mr. Beast is the number one creator on YouTube, but Amazon Prime is video on TV. Different sport. Both big, different sport. 
But besties, Mr. Beast became number one on YouTube thanks to his outrageous stunt videos. You've probably seen these videos. Like once, Mr. Beast counted to 200,000. It took him more than 24 hours to count. He was exhausted at the end, and you can't not watch that. Or another famous Mr. Beast video. He paid someone $10,000 to sit in a bathtub full of snakes. $10 million if you're stranded in a car on a yacht in the middle of the Sahara Desert. That's the kind of thing he's doing these days. Mr. Beast, he loves big round numbers and really scary things, and he puts it all on YouTube. But here's the the news. Amazon reportedly offered Mr. Beast $100 million to launch a giveaway TV show exclusively on Amazon Prime. Now, Jack and I should point out neither Amazon Prime nor Mr. Beast have commented on this story. They haven't confirmed. It's not official. But if true, huge. <laughs> so Nick and I gotta ask, should he do it? That's the big question here, Yeti. Should Mr. Beast give up the autonomy of YouTube and take on this big deal with a big tech company? We think he should. We do. And here's why. First, Mr. Beast would put his entire business empire on Amazon's e-commerce platform. He'd get all of Amazon's distribution for Mr. Beast's merch, Mr. Beast snacks, Mr. Beast feastables, all of it through Amazon e-commerce. And by signing with Amazon, he gets access to the resources of MGM Studios. They could turn Mr. Beast videos into like Hollywood studio productions. And here's the biggest reason of all. Yetis Jack and I jumped in T-Boy style and we got the numbers on Mr. Beast's business. He made an estimated $82 million in revenues last year just on YouTube. We repeat, Mr. Beast made $82 million just on YouTube videos. That's a lot of ads that people watched before watching his crazy stunts. But here's the interesting thing, besties. Every one of those Mr. Beast videos has also a really big budget. It can cost Mr. Beast millions of dollars to produce those crazy stunts. So Mr. Beast's revenues are huge, but the profit he takes home might not be that huge. However, if he signs with Amazon, Amazon would probably pay for the sets, the construction, the actors, the extras, the design, everything. So Mr. Beast wouldn't deal with those huge costs for every one of his stunt videos. A $100 million Amazon deal would mean $100 million of profits for Mr. Beast. Hey, Bezos, can we shoot some video over your place? Oh, your yacht? Yeah, that works. We'll do the yacht. So, Jack, <laughs> what's the takeaway for our buddy, Mr. Beast? If Amazon signs Mr. Beast, it's not getting a creator. It's getting a country. Yetis, Mr. Beast has 234 million subscribers, and that is just on YouTube. That's five times more subscribers than Hulu has, 10 times more than Peacock has, that's Netflix Nation right there. Oh, and by the way, Mr. Beast, he has more subscribers than Amazon has Prime members. If Mr. Beast were a country, his followers would be the fifth biggest population on Earth. Jack, can you sprinkle on some more geographical context for us over there? His 234 million subscribers is bigger than the population of Brazil, Nigeria, or any European country. So besties, if Amazon gets Mr. Beast, they're going to work to move his audience from YouTube over to Amazon Prime Video and Amazon's other video platforms like Freebie. Because in the creator economy, your audience is your net worth. For Mr. Beast, his audience is the GDP. At this scale, Amazon's not signing a star. They're signing a country. Jack, can you whip up the takeaways for us for the new Friday? Apple's iCar is delayed again. They're now targeting 2028, and it won't even be self-driving. Yetis, the greatest cost isn't time, isn't money, and isn't work. The greatest cost 
is opportunity. For our second story, it's Puma. They suffered big losses when Argentina devalued their currency. Currency devaluations are good for one thing, but horrible for everything else. And our third and final story is Amazon Prime Video. They're looking to sign Mr. Beast, reportedly, to host an exclusive show. And if they get Mr. Beast, they're not getting a creator. They're getting a country. But besties, this pod's not over yet. Here's what else you need to know today. First, this spring, Chipotle is hiring 19,000 workers, their biggest hiring spree ever. And get this, 70% of Chipotle's workforce is Gen Z. Why do they need 19,000 workers? Because springtime is burrito season, apparently. And second, Tesla reported earnings. Car sales rose just 1% in the fourth quarter from the year before. The stock fell 5%, as that's the slowest growth we've ever seen from Tesla. And finally, Jon Stewart is officially returning to The Daily Show. Only on Mondays, but the OG anchor is coming back to that news desk. And now, for your moment of zen. Actually, Eddie's time for the best fact yet. This one sent in by Julian Ledoux from lovely Canton, Michigan. Push and play. Greetings, besties and yetis. Last episode, Nick and Jack did a story on the Rubik's Cube and mentioned that they wanted to see a biopic of how this toy came to be. Well, to make a long story short, Erno Rubik was a professor of architecture at the Budapest College of Applied Arts in the 70s. He created the original model using 27 wood blocks, and the purpose was to figure out if cubes could rotate around an axis without coming apart. Once he showed his students, they went nuts over the model. About after a year, he filed a patent, and the rest is history. We basically just got our biopic. Although this is a problem, Jack, because um, more people are finishing Rubik's Cubes before they finish our show, which means we're supposed to send them free hats. We're in trouble. We shouldn't have made that offer. But the Rubik's Cube is an architectural marvel. It absolutely is. For us, it's a financial liability. But before we go, Yetis, you are looking terrible today because it is opposite day. We should point out it is opposite day legally and technically. Show us how you're celebrating opposite day. Nick's celebrating opposite day by wearing jeans, something he hates. I've been scratching my legs the whole time and I feel extremely uncomfortable, Jack. Post something the opposite of what you'd normally do and tag us on Instagram. And if you're going to say that the opposite of opposite day is not opposite day, then... <laughs> At T-Boy Pod, hit us up, Nick and I. We won't see you tomorrow. Because the opposite of not opposite day <laughs> is opposite day. <laughs> and before we go, a happy birthday to Yeti Charity Terrio, who's on her way home from celebrating in Cancun, Mexico. And happy 40th birthday to Nikki Stanula in Chicago, Illinois. And AJ Bollinger is from Provo, Utah, but just started a brand new investment banking job down in New York City. Jack, it's always been AJ's dream to work on Wall Street. Any advice from him from our Wall Street days, man? I'd say don't wear a backpack. Some Wall Streeters wear backpacks. I think it's an amateur look. Okay, okay, that's fair, that's fair. Like, I wear backpacks now that I'm in Vermont, but... Eh, don't do it on Wall Street. I was going to say, say good morning to everyone in the office. But yeah, you shouldn't wear a backpack either, potentially. <laughs> good luck, AJ. You got this. Crunch those numbers. Don't let the numbers crunch you. This is Jack. I own stock of Amazon and Netflix. And Nick and I both own stock of Apple and Chipotle. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, are you, you ready? I'm not ready. I've never done this oh. Okay. Oh, I knew, Thursday, don't script this Friday. out for me. I knew Let that, you son of a gun. That for you. <laughs> I knew that. All right, here we go. Right, I'm ready when you are. This is Jack. I right, give me a three, two, one. <laughs>
<laughs> Three, two, one. For our first story. <laughs> Wrong button. Wrong button. <laughs> if you like the best one yet, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. And before you go, Tell us a little bit about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com slash survey. We want to get to know you. Behind every successful business is a story, and some of them might surprise you. Like how Chobani's first yogurt factory was discovered on a piece of junk mail, or how the founder of the multi-million dollar cosmetics brand Drunk Elephant was told by everyone, including her own mother, that the name sounded like a dive bar. I'm Guy Raz, and on my show, How I Built This, I talk to founders behind the world's biggest companies to learn the real stories of how they built them. In each episode, you'll hear entrepreneurs share moments of doubt and failure and talk about how they were able to overcome them on their way to the top. How I Built This is like a masterclass in innovation and creativity from the people who've done it all. Follow How I Built This wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus. For more deep dive and daily business content, listen to Wondery, the destination for business podcasts. With shows like How I Built This, Business Wars, and many more, Wondery means business.